On this episode of the Mothman of the Bible Belt Podcast, comedian Jeremy Moore is back, and he brought along his undeniable comedy tour comrades Lee Mays and Jason Evans. The comedy trio discussed their April 1st Mountain Roots Community Theater gig in Bell, West Virginia, lack of comedy clubs to play at in West Virginia, and how political correctness is impacting stand-up comedy. Coming up next... <laughs> Welcome to the Mothman in the Bible Belt Podcast with your host, Buck Fantastic. Undeniable comedy tour trio of Lee Mays, Jeremy Moore, and Jason Evans are my guests on this week's episode of the Mothman of the Bible Belt podcast. The comedy trio discuss Kathy Griffin's 2017 publicity stunt, Roseanne Barr, and whether or not you can do stand-up comedy and not be racist. Now, let me introduce my guests. The working-class comedian, Lee Mays, comedy career earned him multiple appearances on TMZ Live. He's been featured on E! News, The Huffington Post, Yahoo, been in an independent cult film called Black Mamba, and has played the Laugh Fest Comedy Festival. Mays has opened for Donnie Baker, Greg Hahn, Etta May, and James Inman. He's performed in Ohio, West Virginia, and all over the Midwest. Ohio native Mays started his comedy career in 2012 at the Newport Funny Bone in Newport, Kentucky. Kentucky comedian Jeremy Moore began his comedy career at the Funny Bone in Huntington, West Virginia in 2007. He's played improvs in Florida, West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. Moore has opened for Jennifer Coolidge, Michael Winslow, Gallagher, and Leslie Jordan. Southern Coalfields of West Virginia bred comedian Jason Evans got his start at the Huntington Funny Bone in 2007 as well. Evans has played comedy clubs up and down the East Coast and in the Midwest, opening for such acts as Bob Zaney and Theo Vaughn. Join me, your host, Buck Fantastic, for an all-new exciting episode of the Mothman of the Bible Belt podcast. It's eclectic chit-chat of otherworldly origins. Jeremy, Lee, and Jason. Welcome. You guys are playing the Mountain Roots Community Theater in Bell, West Virginia on April Fool's Day at 8 p.m. That's right. What can people expect? About 90 minutes of probably the best stand-up comedy show you will see in the tri-state area. Uh, we have a combined experience of about 30 years. What style of stand-up comedy do you do, Lee? Uh, I'm mainly a joke writer, uh, but I got, you know, several bits uh, that I toss in and out. Uh, they're basically about my upbringing and my life, my perspective on things, but I just make it very, very, very ridiculous. Lee, how did you guys meet? I met Jeremy several years ago after I first started in uh, in Southern Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky adjacent. I met Jason through Jeremy, I can't remember where, if it was on a show or uh, another open mic or something like that. But I Lee, you are the brains behind the Undeniable Comedy Tour. This is your baby. What inspired you to do this traveling comedy tour? 
in 2016, uh, there is uh, certain comics out there getting opportunities that I felt they didn't deserve. And I know that sounds a bit elitist, but I've seen some comics on stage and they're just not, in, in my opinion, just not funny. You know, they can barely do five or 10 minutes. And uh, I was sitting there, you know, I was about three or four years in, I think. And I was like, well, let me see what I can do. And I gathered a couple of a few other comics uh, under the banner, the Heathens of Comedy. And we just did shows wherever we could. Uh, I was getting. We were the Deads of Comedy at one point, weren't we? Yeah, uh, that was in, uh, in South Point at the old Whiskey River. Yeah, that was another comics baby, unfortunately. But when I uh, moved up here, I just decided to just take matters in my own hands and see what I could do. And, you know, fortunately, I'm very blessed to um, ha have opened for some nationally touring headliners, work with who I, who I want to work with, like Jason and Jeremy. And uh, I'm proud to say through word of mouth that a lot of my shows are either packed or sold out. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes you uh, run into things like, you know, local festivals or holidays or, or, or whatever. That's just a game. But, you know, hopefully we can, you know, pack the uh, Mountain Roots Community Theater here next Saturday and uh, give them a show that the tri-state area hasn't seen uh, in comedy on this level. Is it difficult finding venues? It can be. Uh what I would say is that you have to deal and know how to uh, deal with rejection. You'll get a lot of no's. You'll get a lot of ghosting. You can send someone an inquiry and uh, they'll say, Hey, yeah, we're interested in what's your fee. And you give them a fee and automatic ghosting, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot of venues have, uh, you know, certain budget set budgets for entertainment or sometimes they, you know, uh, the pandemic has wiped out a lot of small and local venues to you know, for, for entertainment. And that's just the reality of it. But, you know, I, I've played in, uh, in gay bars. I've played biker rallies. I, I've done theaters, clubs, you name it. Um, and, and, yeah. And a lot of, and fortunately uh, post pandemic here, there's a lot of people, you know, coming out and wanting to see good live entertainment, whether it be on the local level on, on or on the national level. Lee, I was watching one of your videos on YouTube. You said you grew up poor with a deadbeat dad that didn't pay child support that fat shamed you. Did that mess you up growing up? Oh, certainly. I mean, I haven't met a, a comedian yet who hasn't been, uh, you know, traumatized in some form or fashion. I mean, everyone has come from, you know, either a broken home or just a broke home. Um, if, if there's not any sort of, uh, you know, kind of uh, darkness or edgy material in any that any comic can, can't draw on and then you really don't need to be in this business because we're all kind of messed up in some way. I, I mean, Amen. I, I mean, I, I have, like, like I've said before, you literally have to take rejection all the time, whether it means, you know, getting up on stage and bombing or having several venues tell you, no, we don't want comedy, man. We, we only, we only want, acoustic guitars and Oasis covers and Dave Matthews cover bands and all that nonsense. But, uh, but yeah, I, um, 
a lot of people that I've worked with have, or have heard about or, or listened to on podcasts, you know, that they come from, you know, a lot of, uh, bullying and abuse and things like that. So it, it's, uh, but yeah, it, it really shaped me, but you know, as hard as those times were, it's also, it also makes you a stronger comic. It, re it really depends on how you, you know, use, use that to define your, your act, your material and things like that. Have you taken a shit on your dad's grave yet? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't think in the afterlife he's in the drum horn. So, Oh. Lee, does your teen daughter get irked that she's often material in your stand-up comedy routine? She doesn't know, <laughs> but but I'm sure she's uh she she she's uh uh looked 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 her dad up a, a time or two. She she's on TikTok now, so you know I have to, you know, as a pushing fifty-year-old dad, I, I uh have to contend with my, that my daughter is maturing and everything so it's one of those those things where it's like you know i don't need to hear or see any of that just leave it all to my girlfriend and grandmother and her mom and everything I, you know one day i walked into her watching harry potter and i was like oh cool ava you're into harry potter and she was like yeah i watch harry potter because draco's hot and i'm like oh shit. <laughs> he's not wrong I don't need to hear it. He grew up hot. Oh, yeah, but he aged like, uh, ooh, have you seen him now? Not recently. Yeah. Oh. Turn, he turned into Old Spice. <laughs> I, but I'm still the youngest comedian on here. Uh, you are, but you are the most gray. Shut a up. Few, a few years back, Kathy Griffin posed with a decapitated bloody head of then-president Donald Trump. Did she go too far or not far enough? Oh, I think that could go either way. You know, art is art. Yeah. And I don't I don't think she went too far. Could she have at least stuffed tampons in his ears? One would hope, or up at the nostrils, <laughs> you know, to prevent the Adderall from going up there. I, If you have the Secret Service visiting your house, then you've probably gone too far. Yeah, that's. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Like, I agree with Jeremy, but I'm also kind of leaning towards Lee's way as well. Uh, art is art. Funny is funny. Uh, I, one thing I'm a strong supporter in is equality and, you know, freedom for all. But Lee's right. If you got the Secret Service coming to your front door... But only like, because you're a pissy little bitch that can't take art. No, no, no. What I'm saying, though, is I feel like she handled it wrong by trying to be a victim. Own it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was totally wrong trying to be a victim. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm she so sorry. Did. Like, like, I, I, I would have stood firm. Like, this is how I feel about that man. Well, if you remember a few years back, Ted Nugent, you know, uh, draft dodging pedophile, right wing. Uh, <laughs> yes. He also made a veiled threat to then President Obama and had the Secret Service pay him a visit as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can make you can say this is the thing that people do not get free speech. It means that the government cannot interfere in, you know, whatever you, it is you're saying. I don't necessarily agree with the Ku Klux Klan, but they have a right to protest. Mm -hmm. That's right. right. We'll flip them off and everything. So <laughs> with that said, 
there is free speech, but sometimes there is also consequences to free speech. Exactly. And, and I don't like Trump. I, I I think you know he is a detriment to uh, the free world. Humanity. As it is. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't like something or someone and you're a comedian, make it funny. It wasn't funny. He, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, he was a sitting president. And she could have said something or did a special that, you know, made it funny. Trump sucks, blah, blah, blah. She just could have made it funny, not holding a severed head. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it was, you know, I mean, the whole thing I'm saying, but oh, Baron was so traumatized by that. He wasn't Trump. No, he was jerking off to Stormy Daniels porn. Thanks. <laughs> Do you all think political correctness is putting comedy in a nut bracket? Yes. Yes. But you can get by with it. I mean, political correct. I can get by with saying faggot. Mm-hmm. Lurch and Lee could not, but I can. Mm-hmm. I, I, I um, think that's the, that's the probably the biggest. Uh, question a lot of comics face these days there there are right-wing comics right now in fact i saw one i saw a clip of one here not too long ago he kind of just started out his special coming out and said yo man you want to be offended i mean this is a white dude five foot five talking like he's from the mean streets of charleston west virginia it was just ludicrous and ridiculous right one shot from the ghetto i'm not ghetto I'm just going to say his name. His name's Matt Reif, and uh, he sold out a, a, a comedy. He, he sells out, and I've never heard of him, so I just decided, well, let's check him out. And it's some of the most ridiculous nonsense that I've ever seen or heard just because, you know, saying, well, you know, woke this and my pronouns are blah, 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 and, and things like that. It's the new, what's the deal with airplane food? You know, we, we get uh, it. We get it. You're edgy. You're this. You're that. Just make it funny. Yes. You, you know, but as far as PC goes, I, I think you can be as edgy and as offensive as you want if you make it about yourself mm-hmm. you know, or or something. You know, if you have a, uh, a bit about uh, a, a minority or something like that. There, there, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you guys are this, this, you know, kind of a little elbow nudge, but this don't go out and, you know, Michael Richards, everything, and just say the N-word over and over again or, you know, be anti-Semitic or whatever. Uh, but I just think there's a fun, it, if you can toe that line, so to speak, and, you know, just kind of just make it funny, but not too offensive to a certain marginalized group or whatever then you could probably get away with it but you know uh, a lot of people have come down and i'm sorry if i'm blathering on but a lot of people have come down on Chappelle for you know uh, uh being transphobic and personally i just don't think he's transphobic he may be transphobic in real life we don't know and honestly he doesn't pay me an, pay me anything to give a shit um but you know, if you really listen to his specials, he's not being transphobic. He's just coming from his experience as as a black man who you know has dealt with you know probably all sorts of people his entire life because he's you know travels the world and things like that. 
But, you know, if I'm, this is just my opinion. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he has not, never said anything in his, in any of his specials that even warrants being transphobic. Now, if he came down and said, you know, uh, called him, you know, slurs or whatever, that's a bit different. But coming from your own perspective, in dealing with you know any type of uh, of group, even white people, I I call white people crackers and honkies all the time just because I just think they're funny words to say. But you know I I can that got me in trouble on Twitter. Really, really, it was, it was Facebook. I called someone a cracker on Facebook two years ago, and I was banned for a week. And I'm <laughs> Only like, a week. Yeah, a week. God, See, I've been banned for a month on Facebook. A few I'm times still under way. investigation. Uh, I talk about WSAZ Anchorman and I get in jail for a week. And I just said he had a horrible face. <laughs> Tim, and you're not wrong. Tim here. Yeah. I, I, I you had to say it out loud, didn't you? On Facebook, Tim here has a punchable face. And the Facebook algorithm said that was violence, put me in jail for three days. I come out of Facebook jail and I go and I post, I can't believe Facebook put me in jail because I said Tim here has a punchable face. They put me back in jail for another week. And so it's an ongoing joke that I have this vendetta against Tim here and that he personally put me in Facebook jail. But, you know, uh, with all the PC stuff, you know, this, yeah. this has been going on with stand-up comedy, you know, ever since Carlin, you know, George Carlin, you know, the seven words you can't say on television. And I think people, in a way, need to lighten the hell up. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're yeah. on stage joking about something, that's one thing. If you're on stage, you know, uh, or anywhere, you know, saying, you know, all these uh, things like, you know, the N word or slurs, you know, uh, attacking a marginalized people, then, yeah, you're kind of a piece of shit. But, you know, most comedy that I've seen these days, really, even with some of the right wing comics, you know, they don't do a lot of things that are would be considered offensive they're just kind of putting that group these days just because of you know i'll use roseanne as an example you know she said some you know pretty crappy things while quote unquote on ambien <laughs> or, or whatever excuse that she did and she was put in that group just because you know she was supposedly on drugs when she said a bunch of uh, nonsense but you know at the end of the day you know She's a celebrity. She's a millionaire. I'm not. It's just my opinion. So, you know, it, it it's whatever. But, I, but we need comedy these days. And I just think people just need to lighten the hell up. Uh, unless you're unless a comedian is put pointing their finger at you and say, you're this, you're that. Then, you know, lighten up, man. We, 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 we agreed. We, yeah. we only live once. And, you know, it, it just it just comedy. And I'll I'll tell you this much right now. If a movie like Police Academy or Revenge of the Nerds, the movies that we grew up with, would come out today, those movies would be picketed for days. The last great movie that was even remotely offensive was a movie called Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. starring in blackface. And it wasn't oh, even... God. It wasn't even remotely racist. It was just basically the context of a, 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 an Australian actor who's just so up his own ass. Right. Just method acting going too far. Yeah. Just uh, losing all that, you know, he couldn't, he, he can do this without backlash. That's the joke. They were right. Hollywood. And, and it's one of my top 10 co co comedies of, the, of all time. Movie, unfortunately, a movie like that couldn't be made these days. We're stuck with uh, crappy, 
uh, Marvel movies like uh, The Eternals and you know Ant Man, Ant Man and the Yellow Jacket or whatever. How did Tracy Allman get away with doing blackface on two series, one in the nineties and another one in the two thousands, State of the Union, the first Tracy takes on? Unfortunately, I can't speak to that because I have no idea that went on. But you know, yeah, she no, was Shanisha Turner on Tracy Takes yeah. On, and okay. she was Chan Chanel Monticello on State of the Union. Uh, I know about the one in the nineties. I didn't know about the one in the two thousands. I don't have an answer on that. Uh, like that, that, that is definitely not something of what happened today. Yeah, um, no one was picking up their feet and like saying this is wrong, or you know, right. I guess I guess well it, uh, in the '90s it was like you know predated the internet, so no one could complain about anything and everything back then. Uh, but you know, if it happened in the 2000s, you know, I'd, I'd probably say, well, it was pr it probably predated social media. You mm -hmm. know, really depending on what and no one saw it. But Margaret Cho gave her hell. She did. Margaret Cho how gave did... her hell when she played Miss Ning Nang Nong. The Chinese person on Tracy takes on, but she was one of no, you. I don't remember that. No, no, that. Wow, you're going way deep on us. Well, I haven't even heard of that. No, I know what you're talking. I mean, I know the shows you're talking about. And obviously, I know who Mark Cho is, but I don't remember the that bit. Uh, I don't yeah, she, either. She dressed up. She get faced and everything. I mean, you you could not. She actually looked like an Asian American, and she she had it down to the you know, to the T, but Margaret Cho was one of the few that complained. That called it appropriation, which is what it is. All mm -hmm. the cultural appropriation. Uh, yes. But Tracy Allman, she made fun of everybody. She was everything. She, she was right. a white woman. She was a gay man. She was a black woman. She was a Chinese woman. She was a Russian madame. She was everything under the sun. I mean, so and I mean, if you're, thing, if you're going after everyone, are you? I mean, do you cross the line? I guess uh, it really depends on context. Uh, yeah, it would depend on the context. Depends. Yeah, but uh, again, I am a strong supporter of equality for all. What's good for you is good for me. And uh, what Lee said, if funny, funny is funny. Tennessee Tramp, Janet Williams is one who explained it to me. Funny is funny is funny. Yes. Did and you all see Roseanne Barr's Fox Nation special? No. No, I haven't. I, haven't I unfortunately did. I got the seven-day free preview. I didn't subscribe. I just wanted to see how batshit crazy she was. And uh, she had gone funny. off the rails. Was it bad? Yes. And when I say it's bad, and I like Roseanne, mm -hmm. sort of. <laughs> I, you okay, know. You can admit it. I, I still like Bill Cosby. Okay, so yeah, I do too. I, I have still, I still quote Bill Cosby himself on a weekly basis. Like that's probably the first thing that got me interested in stand up was that 1982 stand up special. Himself, yes, yeah, Bill Cosby himself. What one of the one of the things I feel I, I think is sad about Roseanne is that she was a trailblazer for women in comedy. Yes. I mean, she opened a lot of doors for women in comedy in the mid to late eighties and, and to yeah. see her kind of fall down this right wing rabbit hole is, 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 is sad. I, I mean, she, I, I know that she, there's still funny left in her, but I think she just needs to stop watching Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, and she held the door open. 
Exactly. It's For it. comedians. Gay comedians. Uh, female comedians. She held the door open for mm -hmm. us. And then to turn like that. Yeah. But her first racist tweet was in 2013. She went after mm -hmm. uh, Susan Rice. And then she started tweeting some batshit crazy things about the Palestinians that was beyond offensive. And then she obviously, what killed her career was the um, Valerie Jarrett tweet. Yeah. But then they had the picture of her where she was dressed as Hitler baking little cookies. Well, how good were the cookies? Uh, honestly. That, yeah, that's a good they question. They looked burnt. Uh, <laughs> if they were good, oh, I was going to say, if they're good cookies. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they were all burnt, but she was dressed as Hitler. So right. it begs the question, you know, is, it, is it difficult to be funny and not be racist? It's it's no. it's very easy to be funny and not racist. I mean, I have a biracial daughter, and uh, there there's some jokes that I, that I use concerning being a white dad with a daughter who's half black. And there's a lot people who know me know that I am not racist. Uh, there's a couple of jokes that I use pertaining to race, depending on the room, but uh, it's not nowhere near offensive I'll, I'll give you an example my daughter one time asked me if she was white or black and i was like i don't know ava let's go over there and ask that cop see which one of us he shoots first <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> wow okay. But it's not racist. It's not racist because it's topical. You, you know, that, especially in these in, in these times. So it, it's 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 from my own perspective, and it, and it, and it comes from you know a fear that I have that you know some you know white bread racist KKK flag bearing cop would would do that. You know, and I don't want and her mother is African American. I certainly don't want anything to happen to her mother or any of her family or whatever. But you know, it, it comes like I've said before, it comes from a place that you know that is from my life. You know, not many people can relate to that, but in this day and age when there's so many um uh interracial relationships, same gender relationships, a lot of people can relate to that because people are sick of dirty cops you know, hurting uh, African-Americans or, you know, even uh, 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 gay people, uh, transgender people. I mean, it happens a lot. And, you know, if I can, you know, kind of bring light to that it, through comedy and if, and if I deem it funny enough and if it works, then, you know, so be it. Does your daughter have the funny bone? Does she want to get into comedy? My daughter is, 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 is very, is a very goofy kid. Um, I would like to say that she gets my her humor from me, but uh, she she's uh, I see a lot of myself in my kid. Uh, I'm very proud of that. Uh, she doesn't really take herself seriously, which in some cases is a good thing. But as a dad, I kind of have to steer that ship and kind of get her on the straight and narrow to make sure that you know she's you know not working at a at a gas station or a sheets or whatever you know uh, it, it just it just coming from you know as a dad i just want want the very best for her have any of you ever tried your hand at christian comedy <laughs> <laughs> jeremy 
<laughs> yeah, my mom, one time I went to her church and helped an old lady cook a spaghetti dinner. Now, I did not know the next day when I had to go back to help her. Here I came with my knife in its little case. So I look like I'm going to stab a dragon. <laughs> I'm walking into a church. I go in. I end up having to do the dishes. But during the meal, they mentioned they were having a talent show. And my mother, in her infinite wisdom, <laughs> knowing me my entire life, asked me if I wanted to perform. Inside a church building, I looked at her and said, what the fuck do you think I'm going to be able to tell? <laughs> Inside a church. That's why I had to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, no. Me, Christian comedy. Are you kidding me? Can you make Jesus and the Holy Spirit funny? Uh, uh, well, yeah. The only thing I can say about that is he got nailed by three men. <laughs> <laughs> Please edit that out. No, don't. No, I love it, Jason. You're a state worker. Are you concerned about PEIA going up this year? Uh, personally, no, but I think everybody else is. Um, but uh, to me, uh, like I'm like it's just me. My uh, fiance has her. Uh, she's also works for the state and has her own plan. And so I just pay for myself. So it doesn't really bother me if it goes, if I have to pay another $25 a month, it doesn't bother me, but I can see how it may bother other people. And I, and I, I agree. And I understand why it's a hot topic for people, especially for state workers. Um, but it, it personally, it doesn't bother me. Uh, like, I'm, but also I'm ideal for PEIA. I go to the doctor like twice a year. That's it. Wow. You don't go at all. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, because they're going to no. tell him he's got to be on medication because he's old and he doesn't want to accept it yet. But I'm younger than both of you all. You're younger than me just by like point two, that seconds. Out. two seconds. No, no. Y'all just need to fucking get it on the list. <laughs> I tried one time. He, he smelled so damn good. <laughs> With everyone so offended by everything nowadays, does stand-up comedy have a future? Definitely. Yes. 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 And I, I'll go one further. Uh, obviously, I'm not a big fan of the right wing comedians, but I'm also not a fan of the far left comedians either. Right. Uh, like, I'm not a fan. Uh, and it's not that I'm hating on the millennials or Generation Z or anything like that. I, I think sometimes you can be too far left. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of that. So I don't I, and, and I'm a liberal son of a bitch. I mean, I'm as liberal as liberal can be. And I, and I see these far left comedians be like, well, you can't joke about this. You can't joke about that. You can't joke about that. And it, it all rolls back to funny is funny. I mean, I did my brother's ex-wife's eulogy and made people laugh. There is nothing that cannot be made to be funny. 100%. Yes. Do you all have any more West Virginia dates planned for the Undeniable Comedy Tour? Uh, working on it. Um, I've, you I have seven at the Venetian, don't you? Yeah, I have uh, one at the Venetian Estate in uh, Milton, West Virginia on July 22nd. I'm hosting 
uh, comedy show there featuring uh, Adam Minnick and um, Patrick Madison. Uh, like I said, I am semi-retired. I, I only come out of ex self-imposed exile for these two right here. Uh, one time. Because he's I, old. I'm old. I ain't gonna lie. I'm old. And uh, But uh, I love these two more than they probably realize. And I do consider them true friends. And so whenever the two of them are like, hey, you want to do a show together? I'm always on board. And I'm not going to lie. And not, not just because I'm on this or because they're on this. This upcoming show will be 90 minutes of stellar stand-up comedy. That's great. Like, like, it's like you are getting a polished professional show from beginning to end. Yes. Checks in the mail, Jason. We all three old whores. And y'all are hyped to be playing. Y'all have never played that area before, right? I have multiple times. Um I have not. Uh, not no, not Bell. Uh, I've performed in South Charleston before with Jeremy. That was a yes. funny, that was a hilarious show that night. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, when I told that woman that was the first time she ever threw her fork down. <laughs> that is a that was an interesting show. That was a that was wow. That was a long time ago. Uh, we wound up doing a show at the Ramada in South Charleston for the Comedy Zone, but it wasn't for the Comedy Zone. It was for a card salesman who invited his clients for a Christmas dinner, and they wanted stand-up comedy. And that was interesting. Do we have any exclusive comedy clubs left in West Virginia? Unfortunately, there is not. Um, nope. The last one that I can remember was the Comedy Zone out of Charleston, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately... I'm Whatever reason that went under, I know the old Funny Bone in Huntington is now a church or a, or a, uh, Applebee's or whatever it is now. I I don't have any. Yeah, issues. it's a church. They it's always church. were. But but it, they it were is, clean people. It is a sad state of affairs that there is no comedy clubs in West Virginia. I think a comedy club in either Huntington or Charleston would draw business because you know unfortunately in that area and i can speak for that area because i'm from the area i'm from originally from ireton ohio so right. and, and, and there is not a enough uh things to do, to do. aside from you know going to the you know occasional uh, willie nelson on ice at the big sandy superstore arena or what or whatever it's called these days uh, the dutch miller kia don hall whatever or whoever's sponsoring it the, uh, this year. Um, I, I think comedy, and I can speak from experience, all of my shows down there have either been packed or sold out because people are starved for quality mm -hmm. comedy. When I say quality, not open mic night on a Wednesday night or, or a Thursday. Um, a week with comedy. Hey, I did an open mic last night. Well, you know what? And it was good. Oh, no, 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 we're not. It no, was no, no. good. I was impressed. <laughs> no, no, what Lee's saying, and I'm going to back him up on it. We're not hating on open mics. That's where we hone our talent. That's exactly. how we practice our new material. Exactly. Uh, uh, so we're not hating on it. Has Your anyone threw tomatoes at you? Oh, God, I wish somebody would throw tomatoes at me. Yeah, I've never had it. Bring a... on summertime, and I'll bring my jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> throw them at me. And put some cracked pepper on top of it. Are y'all going to see the uh, Southern Mama comedy tour at the Charleston Coliseum in July? I am not. I'm not a fan, but... Jeselnik's actually going to be in Charleston in, this summer, so... Oh, that one would be better. <laughs> right. 
I was just curious. You hear a lot of hype about Southern Mama. You also hear about Southern Mama bombing a lot too. So really, mm -hmm. I haven't heard mm -hmm. that. But but what I can tell you is that all three of us here, we've bombed. We probably bombed oh, more yeah. than we've done good. Oh yeah. And so, but that's part of the process. You got to learn how to. You work hard. We all on, eat a bag of dicks on staves. Yep. yep. You work hard on this bit, this three to four minute bit. And you think it's great and crickets. And you got to learn how to pick yourself back up and move on. And that's what makes more polished than amateurs, I guess. Um, but does that um, material that you bombed um, with, does it work for some audiences, but not others? It can. Uh yeah, it can. A lot of my stuff, I guess, would be more rooted to more "quote unquote" southern audiences. If I'm being honest with myself, but like I said, uh, there's always a, a a a certain portion of the audience that would relate to it. They either know someone that comes from, you know, uh, an an experience or a life event or 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 whatever. Um, but as in terms of bombing, like like Jason said, we've all bombed. You know, not everyone is going to have a perfect set. And if someone says they've never bombed, they're full of shit. Because everyone, amen, from, yes. from, from an open micer who has started out all the way to someone like Bill Burr has bombed numerous times, and it sucks. It really sucks. But you learn from it. You mm -hmm. you, you you learn how to you know deal with disappointment because in show business, whether it's comedy or acting or music or whatever, you are going to have these times where you're not sure of yourself, whether you want to continue or not. And that's just part of the process. It can be demoralizing. However, you just have to stick with it and just mm -hmm. hope the best. Um, I, I, I remember a gig that I did with a comedian by the name of Bill Arendelle in Western Ohio. And I bombed my ass off. He killed and and everyone came up to him after the show. It's like you did really good. You did really good. And I was just sitting there, you know, with my you know hands in my pocket, you know, like looked like droopy dog, feeling sorry for myself. But I learned from it. Mm -hmm. and another thing I'm that Bill, yeah, right. And, and a lot another thing that you have to deal with is hecklers. People will, will mm -hmm. want part of the show. You get some basic white bitch in there. You know, with, with her with, with her basic white bitch friends, you know, drinking some margaritas and want to be loud and disruptive that you have to learn how to deal with that because not every audience is going to be quiet. Not every audience is going to be attentive and you have to, you know, have some uh, comebacks or, or whatever in your in your back pocket to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Bridal parties. Yeah. Hate them. Lee Mays, Jeremy Moore. And Jason Evans play the Mountain Roots Community Theater in Bell, West Virginia on April 1st at 8 p.m. The cover is $10. You can buy tickets at the door or online at www.mountainrootstheater.org. All three comedians are on social media. Go follow them. I want to thank my guests, Lee Mays, Jeremy Moore, and Jason Evans for coming on the podcast and giving insight into the lives of comics. For Mothman and the Bible Belt podcast outlet updates, guest bios and episode breakdowns, and links to social media, please catch us on the web at www.mothmanandthebiblebelt.com. Thanks for listening.